across South Africa, online and on radio. SAFM, let's talk. So, Professor Rizia Pretorius is a distinguished professor and HOD at the Department of Physio- uh, Physiological Sciences, Faculty of Science at Stellenbosch University. We're looking to talk to you if you think you have long COVID. They're doing a study to just trace who's got long COVID in South Africa and what exactly is going on there with you. Prof, thanks for your time. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. So, Prof, let's define maybe for for us uh, what long COVID is. Thank you very much for this opportunity. Uh, Across the globe, a subset of patients that have recovered from acute COVID-19 experience a wide range of persistent and lingering symptoms that do not resolve over many months. And this syndrome, or phenotype as we call it, from COVID-19 now commonly termed long COVID. So some of the main lingering symptoms include recurring fatigue or muscle weakness. Also, out of breath and patient complain of sleep difficulties, anxiety and depression. And other complaints are also forgetfulness and some individuals also struggle with concentration. And there has been about 150 symptoms identified that is linked to long COVID. So, would you have to present with a couple of those symptoms, or is one enough? In other words, if all I feel is anxiety, would I be a candidate? Uh, Yes, definitely. So, the important thing to remember is that you must try to understand how you felt before the time Mm. you had acute COVID, Mm. and they now present a new set of um, conditions or complaints or uh, events that you have had before the time. So if you perhaps now suddenly struggle with anxiety or struggle with sleep difficulties after you have recovered from acute COVID, Mm -hmm. that is a good indication that you might be suffering from long Prof, it then presents you with a very wide range of people, you know, because others, I I presume it's just maybe just mental health issues, not necessarily physiological problems. I mean, then how are you going to manage the kind of people that you're you're going to find coming through? So so one of the important things that that we see is that some people are struggling after they recovered with depression or with forgetfulness struggling with concentration and that might all be uh, put under the big umbrella of mental health Mm. issues Mm. so i think once again the important thing is to to first side or first uh, understand how your mental health was before you had acute covid and compare it now after you have recovered and now possibly have long COVID. So, so what is the objective of the study? Have you narrowed it down? What are you looking to find from these patients? Narrowed it down, yes. And firstly, we would like to better understand the disease and mm. determine the extent of the long COVID in South Africa. And secondly, we also wish to determine the prominence of the comorbidities in long COVID. As you might know that people with diabetes or cardiovascular disease are more prone become very sick when they actually present with acute COVID. So we need just to find out what is happening in our population. Overseas in the USA, it's been reported that uh, between 25 and 
95% of patients struggled with lingering long COVID symptoms, and we believe the same is happening in South Africa. We also want to create awareness in South Africa then about issues that are associated with long COVID, and therefore we created this long COVID registry. In addition to the registry, we have also uh, been studying blood samples from individuals with long COVID. And in our preliminary study, we have discovered that patients from long COVID have an increased novel inflammatory molecule uh, in their uh, blood. And uh, that might be there, that is not supposed to be there. So we, we are in search of other such molecules. And therefore, as part of the registry, we also have uh, a place where the where, where individuals can log their detail if they would want to contact me for a blood sample. At this stage, this part of the study is only available for individuals in the Cape Town and the larger Cape Town Winelands area, as we uh, are looking for funding, and, and obviously we would like to expand that part of the study to the whole of South Africa. But currently, anyone with uh, possible long COVID symptoms are allowed to log it onto the system and for in the registry. Would, would anybody, because you've just mentioned this, would anybody who anyway had comorbidities who who may just feel that I've always had this condition anyway, the fact that it's become worse uh, after COVID is just neither here nor there, would that person qualify? So who presents just severe symptoms of their own original um, disease anyway? Definitely, most definitely. That is the, the dilemma that is happening currently. Mm-hmm. It's individuals who have perhaps suffering from a certain uh, Maybe number diabetes, of comorbidities. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. And now suddenly after they have recovered from acute COVID, they not, uh, you know, don't have the acute COVID anymore. They can go to work or they can go to to uh, you know, to to their friends and and uh, you know, be okay in that sense. However, they've lingering symptoms that suggest that are not hundred percent as before they had the acute COVID. So it is those individuals that we would like to register on the registry. We need to understand what is driving long COVID mm. and any possible clues. Will, will definitely help us. So we've got over 400 individuals now already registered mm-hmm. so far. And from just these preliminary results, it's been open for only about two or three days now. Mm. We already can see trends. And it's been really very informative to see which comorbidities are driving long COVID symptoms. But as I mentioned, we, we are still far mm. away from underpinning what is happening with these Mm. I'm going to ask you about fatigue because a lot of people would not consider that to be serious, you know, and I've heard that a lot of people say, you know, I I don't have any symptoms, they would call them, but I feel tired all the time. I I just feel tired and and that I'm assuming would qualify. Definitely, definitely people with fatigue and that's what main, main concerns of long COVID is people saying that they have got this form of fatigue. Now, the dilemma with that is the debilitating side effect mm. of fatigue may have significant effects on our workforce. Mm. And people have reported that they even struggle to perform 
they work yeah. at the same level as before. Yeah. Uh, before they had acute COVID. So this is one of the main complaints. Definitely is is, is uh, very very uh, worrying for us that a big percentage of our workforce might be struggling with this underlying fatigue and um, sleep difficulties and anxiety and those type of concentration dilemmas that comes with um, you know these type of fatigue mm-hmm. that they experience. And the dilemma also is it's a very difficult uh, uh, condition. To pinpoint, mm. if you say to someone, "I'm just fatigued all the time," yeah. and it it really uh, the the person suffering from COVID, many people are at the end with with it. They they you know they go to the clinician and say, "I've got this fatigue, I've got these and these symptoms," but there's no real mm. help yeah. currently, yeah. and we need to find out what is the cause of this. Because if you know, if, if in South Africa it is the same as we see in the rest of the world, the 25 to 35 of patients with these lingering symptoms, we are going to have a problem mm. very soon with people um, having uh, dilemmas at their work. Yeah, I, I, look, I mean, uh, it's a it's a massive task because some of these issues are intertwined. So anxiety could be because you know while you had COVID, you were not. And you are not able to work. And we know we we have a huge gig economy kind of workforce where people only earn when they get up and work sometimes. And so that anxiety could be brought upon because you don't want to be sick anymore. Because if you get sick, you can't get to work. You can't earn. So it's 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 quite complex in trying to isolate COVID alone as being responsible for your anxiety. That is very true as well. That is why we are looking at this amount of um, parameters in this registry. We really are trying to tease out which parameters are in direct in trust with each other. How yes. does it tie in with the other comorbidities? So we really want to understand the disease. Currently, we don't, we don't understand long COVID, mm-hmm. and there's a dark need for research into this. Mm-hmm. And obviously, um, eventually, when we have got a, uh, a, a clearer idea of what's happening in a large population's blood samples, mm-hmm. then we might have these answers. Because mm-hmm. we believe that there are novel inflammatory markers that are upregulated mm-hmm. or in the blood not supposed to be there after the, the the initial recovery from acute COVID that we are searching for. Okay. We do believe we have found one or two ca- candidate um, molecules. Mm-hmm. We have um, sent out a publication peer review. It's currently in preprint. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we do believe it is all to do with uh, abnormal clotting mm-hmm. that might be resistant in, in the samples, mm-hmm. in blood samples. However, we need to investigate that further and this is the central for our registry. Let's take, um, here's a, uh, a message coming through on WhatsApp. It says, my aunt's nervous system was affected. She now has slower speech. Her head shakes every time she talks without control and she requires a wheelchair support all the time. Would she qualify for the study? I would say yes, but your response, Prof? Absolutely, absolutely. That is that is exactly what we're looking for. We want to understand what are the really fine details of what are people in South Africa experiencing. Uh, the really, I've 
spoken out via email and in person to numerous individuals that are so desperate to <laughs> understand why they are feeling the way they are feeling. And I think it's a, a, a one of the things that I also would like to uh, accomplish with this is to uh, make people aware <laughs> that some of these symptoms really not only in their head. Mm. It is a physiological process that is happening and that are really working hard to find out why it's happening. And uh, individuals must feel that they have got someone in research at the University of Stellenbosch that are listening to them. And we really need day and night to find out why this is happening. Only us, there's a lot of researchers all over the world, globally, that are looking at offices and trying to figure out what is happening. So we are a, a community of researchers driven by our thoughts of and our knowledge on blood calculation, blood biomarkers, and physiology in general, and really working hard to figure this out. <laughs> I mean, look, it's important because if anything else, if nothing, it's going to help us with scenario planning, especially with with companies, with how, you know, all of us expect all of us to be productive and and what it looks like when you have a workforce that's suddenly incapable of of doing what they used to do before COVID. So a lot will go into what comes out of the study and how it benefits even our planning as a country economically, whether we can recover and to what extent we can recover if the workforce is unable to work. Precisely. And the thing is, what is, is, is the latest research coming out, and it seems that if some people are struggling with these long COVID symptoms for, you know, a year after they recovered from a COVID. So we, we, we are totally blindsided by this, by this part of COVID-19. Um, Prof- we don't know what it's going to be to desperately find out. Yeah. Uh- I imagine if if this is the kind of thing where it is now longer than a year and whatever treatment you are taking has been for that period, would that now be considered a chronic illness? Yes, this is what is coming out from uh, research overseas that has been done on this COVID syndrome is that it might indeed into a chronic illness. However, we are very, very uh, positive that we will find the reason why this is happening mm. and that we will be able to, um, to to find a molecule or a set of inflammatory molecules that may be fully treated. However, we need to have uh, people making made aware of the registry and that there is a syndrome like Lonco's and they mustn't give hope. It's not not all in their heads. It is a real disease with a real name, with a real way to treat. And uh, I think the individualized nature of long COVID symptoms suggests that different therapeutic approaches may be required to best manage care for the specific patients with this diagnosis. So I think absolutely crucial that we find out what what is the underlying yeah. mechanisms of this yeah. condition? I mean, it has massive implications even for medical aid because when the person cannot explain what's happening to them, and as we call it now, it may be chronic. And, you know, how do you categorize what's happening and how do you bill for that and, and, and so on? Here's another SMS uh, coming from Raymond in PE who says, Pimelo, uh, I recovered 15 months ago, but I still have not gained my sense of taste and smell back. 
Precisely. That's another one of the complaints. That is what we see is that people complain of these things. And, you know, you think you think if you if someone tells you, well, I don't smell and I don't have my oh, taste, you think, oh, it's no big well, deal, no, yeah. it's not a big deal. But mm. it is. Yeah. That person that now suddenly can't can't enjoy life anymore. You know, you can't yes. eat your hamburger and enjoy yes. it. You can't smell you know, it's, can you imagine not being able to smell or eat curry and taste it? No. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> I mean, I'm so sorry, Raymond. I cannot imagine. Prof, thanks for your time. How do people get hold of you? So you're welcome to look at my personal research website. So it's www.risha, you spell my name, R-E-S-I-A dot Pretorius, full stop, and then net, N-E-T. So, dot net. so net. You could also look at the Stellenbosch University website. Mm-hmm. There's an article on the long COVID uh, recently. And then you can also look at News 24. There was an article with a link to the registry. Okay. So, but on my website and on the various places that I just said, the link to the website. If you struggle, you could also just We'll also put it up on our website. Thank you so much, Professor Risa Pretorius, who is a distinguished professor and HOD of Department of Physiological Sciences, Faculty of Science at Stellenbosch University. It's two o'clock. We'll post all of that information also on our website. Let me go to Luanda Maume for the latest in SABC News.